This is the Steve Zabin Show. You don't know what the hell you're doing! On the Team 980 and the Team980.com. What the hell is he doing? Here he is, the Zabe. I don't care who wants to mock me or anyone else for it. The annual tradition of first blush schedule win-loss, win-win-loss. I love it. Why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you take one first swing at it? It's the most rough of rough drafts for your team. We'll revise it as the spring and summer go on, and then we'll get one last one uh, once we push off from shore in September based on what we've seen throughout the summer in training camp. But, yeah, we'll do that this hour as the NFL schedule has been released. But it's our pleasure now to welcome on consultant for the NFL, longtime media executive, and a guy who knows about how the scheduling sausage is made. Joe Ferreira joins us now. You can find him on Twitter at Joe NFL. Joe, good afternoon. Thank you for your time today. How are you? Hey, Zabe. Uh, doing great. This is an annual project that is amazingly complicated with all the rules and got to do this, can't do that. What about this? What about that? Uh, Tell us about your experience uh, knowing how this gets done and what you have done. How much have you contributed over the years to the schedule making? Because television drives the schedule, right? Yeah, it's a a big part. Certainly team team requests. and kind of league PR initiatives also play into it. But, yeah, television is, is the driving factor. As a matter of fact, you know, when I, I did the, the schedule from 92 to 2000, and I was in the broadcasting department, so that tells you when the broadcasting department's actually developing the schedule, it tells you how important TV is. Right. So who gets first crack at games? The one thing I noticed right away was the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Tampa versus Green Bay game is an afternoon game. It's the national game on Fox yep. in early November, early, I'm sorry, early October, like week six or something. Um, is that because the two main partners, Fox and CBS, get to pull off the table one or two of their games right away so that Sunday night doesn't poach them? No, that's not how it works. So oh boy. basically each of the networks – puts in a request, right? They, you know, they all want to keep certain games. Um, uh, even Fox and CBS, now that they've, they've transitioned where they actually do cross-networking. Um, so, for example, San Francisco, New England, which is NFC game at AFC, which is traditionally a Fox package or NFC package game, that's going to be on CBS this year. So they allow the network right. to kind of pass off games. But each network puts in a request. Uh, the league tries its best to balance those requests. You're usually off by one or two, to be honest with you, Steve. It's like you're going you're gonna to miss on a couple of requests, but you try to do as much as you can. In that case of the, of the Rodgers versus Brady game, it, you know, it was just they took a lot of games away from Tampa Bay um, for prime time already. So that's sitting there as one good example. You right. might argue that maybe another game was better for primetime, like maybe the Tampa Bay Green Bay, but it's a, it's a balancing act that the league has to do every year. The Redskins not on in primetime this year at all, unless you count the Thanksgiving middle game there. Uh, what does that say? Is it merely a factor of they're not expected to win too many games? Well, yeah, certainly team expectations are a factor in how many primetime games you get. 
But I'll, I'll be honest with you, the league has kind of changed its view on what they call national games versus just primetime games. Primetime games used to be, be the big fixation, right? Big night games, and the Redskins, unfortunately, haven't done very well in those primetime games. Yeah. But, yeah, pretty but, awful. But <laughs> it's actually, yeah, but it's actually Abysmal. A, a bigger audience. The Thanksgiving afternoon audience at Dallas is going to blow away. Oh, yeah. Thursday night audience that they would have, or, or maybe not a Sunday, but but a Monday or a Thursday night game, that Thanksgiving afternoon game is going to have bigger exposure for the Redskins brand than than any other primetime game. That said, uh, I mean, it you know, as a Redskins fan, not being on primetime, I'm not complaining because it's easier to watch the games during the day. Those late night primetime games get to be a bit much, but it's a little yeah. bit humbling Joe, and that you realize there's not much appetite for it. I, I guessed that part of it is the FedEx atmosphere right now, until the team gets better, is just not really good on TV. And I'm not sure if I was a TV exec, I'd be clamoring to broadcast that. Is that any factor in this? I, I probably, you know, the league factors everything into it. But you could also throw them on the road, right? You don't have to have them at home. You could put them True. on the road on Monday Night Football, and they've got their primetime game. They just decided that. That you know, it. I'll I'll guarantee I'll guarantee you that there was a version of the schedule uh, a week ago, ten days ago, that had the Redskins on a Monday night game or a Thursday night game. This one just shook out better. Joe Ferrer, NFL consultant, longtime media executive at Joe NFL. Nice enough to join us on a Friday talking schedule and how to make that sausage here on the Zabe Show. Team 980, 95.9 FM, Team 980 app. Joe, you mentioned team requests at the start of the interview. How often do those get honored? And are there teams who are like, uh, you didn't do me a solid last year. Can I? Can maybe you finally get around to us? <laughs> There's a lot of back and forth. Um, you know, you'd be surprised, too. Um, the league tries to figure out what teams like to do. So this year there's a lot of teams that are, that are crossing two time zones and going east coast. You have New England who's going to play at the Chargers uh, and then four days later in a Thursday night game play at the Rams. So they're staying on the west coast. You've got the Rams who are going to take a – who are going to stay on the east coast for a couple of games. And so in addition to, hey, I don't really want to play Buffalo in December kind of requests – uh, from the AFC East teams that you, you'd always get. And I also don't want to play Miami in September when it's 145 degrees. You know, so those are some of the requests you get. But you also get, hey, I know we're playing Philadelphia and Buffalo on the road and we're the Rams or whoever they are. And if you could, if you could match those up, that would be cool because then we could stay on the East Coast the whole time versus taking multiple trips. Joe, we know the importance of the NFL and Thanksgiving. You're just talking about the Dallas game with the Skins to Zabe. NFL and Christmas, discuss. Yeah. So that game is the last Thursday night game. Um, and Thursday night that week just happens to fall on Christmas Eve. The league has tried to do different things from time to time. And it's, it's hard. It's challenging. You can't play an East Coast game past 4 o'clock uh, because then you're, you're asking people, the fans, to be traveling home from a game when it's already Christmas Eve. Um, you have to play a West Coast team in that 4 o'clock block locally at 1 o'clock. And maybe it just doesn't match up in the schedule. And so the league, I don't know for sure, but the league probably just said, hey, 
Friday, Christmas afternoon just works better for us. Um, you know, they certainly are taking on, um, you know, traditional NBA blocks there, but it's the best option. And then they've got games that could move to Saturday there too already. So it's, I, it, that one doesn't bother me much, to be honest with you. I think they, they were kind of stuck with that last Thursday game and that's the best spot for it. Okay. They've played Christmas Eve games before. I do recall yes, that. Yes, they have. They just didn't, and frankly, the ratings on, weren't that good. Um, understood. When you look at People are, those games. yeah. Yeah, they're with the family, the last second shopping. They're going to church on Christmas Eve, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the, the Friday thing is the more interesting thing because there's only been like 10 Friday games since the merger yep. in the history of the league. So, yeah, you know, I, there's, a, there's I, kind of an unwritten rule where you don't go against high school football, you know, in markets. So you, you pretty much don't play on high school late in the season anyway. Right. right. So, But they're not going against high school football. But to me, it does – it does sort of signal a, hey, what's up, NBA? How you doing? Kind of a move. <laughs> yeah, I think that could be a take on it. But uh, I don't know that the NFL is really trying to take on the NBA. It was really just the best spot for that to land. Is, uh, is Christmas marching forward or backward in the week? Is it going to Saturday next year or to Thursday? I'll have to look. Scott, look that up for me while I just muse about this. If it's going backwards, well, either way, if it goes backwards to Thursday, that makes sense to play on Christmas. And if it's Saturday, it also makes sense to play on Christmas because those are traditional NFL days. Right. So I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see about that. The uh, the fact that there is a open Saturday or Sunday possibility for the Packers in week 16 out of 17, uh, how long has the league been doing that? And what is the thinking on that, that they haven't yet set a day for it? They've done that for probably the last four or five years. Okay. Um, they, what they want to do is put a, a, a gaggle, if you will, of games together and say, hey, these can move. <clears throat> We're gonna, we've got three windows, typically NFL network windows, on that Saturday. Uh, last year you saw Houston played Tampa Bay on the Saturday. You had a few other games that were pretty decent games. The Jets played on that Saturday. So they put a number of games in there that could be played on Saturday based on stadium blocks and other stuff. And then they move based on who should get a, a, a prime time, who should get a, a national exposure. Yeah. The Monday night schedule for this year, uh, how would you rate it? There has been some complaints and carping about how they just haven't been getting enough bang for their buck. Do you like it? And have, has the league addressed ESPN, which pays them a ton of money to give them some better matchups? I think it's a good schedule, and I think from, you know, a little scuttlebutt I've heard, I think ESPN is happy with the schedule. I think okay. most networks I saw, <clears throat> I saw Jim Nance and Joe Buck and Al Michaels on the NFL Network show last night. They all seemed very happy. And, you know, of course, they're all going to pretty much say they're happy with it, but I think they are. Uh, ESPN's schedule is good. They've got, they've got some real, I think some real, you know, they, they got the Baltimore-Kansas City game. Um which is, you know, perhaps right. the best game of the year. Um, on week three, they've got <clears throat> they've got the New Orleans Raiders game. Um, you know, that was one yeah, thing looking... that surprised me a little bit was that the Raiders got four home primetime games. The fact that they got four, you wow. know, maybe you could argue either way, but they were all home games. That surprised me a little bit. Um, and you know, there's some quirks in the schedule early on, so the league may decide to do something 
unique if the season gets pushed back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Saints and Raiders is uh, Monday the 21st for ESPN. That's great. Chiefs at Ravens is prime meat right there for ESPN yeah, I mean, on Monday night. Their start is really good. <clears throat> yeah. And then Falcons can... and Packers is strong. They get yep. the Saints in the Dome against the Chargers. Uh, as well after that, they'll get a Cowboy home game. Bears at Rams is a good one there. Uh, Rams at Buccaneers is a really good, attractive game for later in the year. Seahawks-Eagles in Philly, Scott, for your Eagles. That's a good game right there. Glad to be at home for Yeah, they did all right. Yeah, ESPN has done all right this year. Buffalo-San Francisco is a good game. Yeah. Uh, They've ordered a lot of bills this year. I I think I saw four primetime games for Buffalo. So I guess someone is really betting that they're going to be continuing on the upward trend here. Interesting. Yeah, I think they – what's their projected win total, nine and a half or so, I think? I'm not sure. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's some thinking that they're going to be good. All right. Then there is the weird quirk of a home-and-home involving the Jets and the Dolphins in which they'll play in back-to-back – not the back-to-back weeks, but they'll play – once, and then they both have a bye week, and then they return to the other team's stadium. So they'll play each other in consecutive games. How often does that happen, and is that something the league would have preferred to avoid, and they just couldn't, or do they like that wrinkle? Almost never happens. Um, I think the last time was 1991. Uh, Seattle was you know, uh, still in the, in the AFC West back then. And there was, there was just some juggling around. You know, it's happened when when seasons have been affected from time to time by you know, hurricanes or things like that. But I I think it just it's like a little buy vortex there, right? You have you basically have a it's like a baseball or a hockey or basketball home and home with the Dolphins yeah. and Jets with the buy sandwich in between. That's something they probably would want to avoid. But it you know there's a lot of teams that play two weeks apart. Indianapolis has. Um, two different times they do that with Tennessee and Houston. Um, you've got the Atlanta-Tampa Bay series that that has played both games weeks 15 and 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, there's some unique things, and the league is okay with that two weeks apart. It happened last year, too, with Houston. Yeah. It's a TV show about quarterbacks, I say, of the NFL. It's also football, <laughs> but it's uh, – it's fun to watch, and it's good to see, and let's hope that some of these guys – I mean, let's hope Brady stays upright because, God forbid, he gets hurt early on in the season. There's going to be a lot of Buccaneer inventory that's going to be suddenly a lot less attractive. That will be a factor. Joe, we appreciate the time. As always, thank you for the insights. Hey, Steve, thanks a lot. Joe Ferreira, consult, consultant for the NFL, longtime media executive. You can find him on Twitter, at Joe NFL. Finally, ESPN's getting some bang for their buck. First time I really looked at their slate of games. Handsome looking. Good. Strong. Well, just, you know, don't worry about it game by game, Zay, but go, all right, do we see any Jags? No. Start there. No. No no knock against, you know, your adopted hometown Buffalo by the sea. Right. It's a Jaguar-free Monday (laughs) evening. Yeah. Um, Even Steelers at Bengals, you've. It looks a little skeevy, but then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Joe Burrow. Burrow. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think what's That'll the worst fine. Monday night game. Ravens-Browns. A lot of love there on December 14th. It, it's a good no, slate. No, here it is. Here, no, here's the dog game. 
Patriots and Jets. Blech. The Patriots got four or five primetime games for some strange reason. That is really fascinating to me. Okay. Yes. Didn't I say they might get none, and they have five? Four, yeah, four or five. I may have miscounted, but they're at the Jets, like you said, November 9. They host Buffalo on December 28th. Looking, scrolling, I think that's the two on the Monday night, but check your, check your Thursday night, check your Sunday night, and maybe one could be flexed out. But, yes, it's a handful. Jared Stidham and the Patriots probably tanking for Trevor Lawrence. They got five primetime games. Skins, zero. Damn you. Damn you to hell. Coming up, we'll go win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. Stay with us. You're listening to the Steve Zabin Show on the Team 980. Now back to the Steve Zabin Show on the Team 980 and 95.9 FM. You know that line in Star Wars where Han Solo says, never tell me the odds? Uh, you're not going to want to hear this, Redskin fans, but according to a computer simulation. Nerds. The Gambletron 3000. Uh, the Redskins have an average expected win total of 4.2. That's where you get through you four- from, pal. Average schedule of, or average uh, record of, well, not average, but 4.2 wins, 11.8 losses when you uh, aggregate all the different simulated games. This according to Mike Clay, ESPN's NFL prognosticator. He says, Prison Mike is biased against your favorite team. <laughs> Prison Mike. So, yeah, uh, he, ran, he, he ran the whole league. Simulations. And then he put out the corresponding win total projections. And if you care about the point spread, he has the Redskins being favored in exactly one game. That's probably one more than – actually, that's one fewer than the experts. I I slung you the link. Uh, BetOnline.ag gave the – ahead of the whole schedule coming out, there are double-digit dogs against the Ravens and the Niners and maybe the Steelers. I can't recall. And they were favored in maybe one or two. And only one of them was on the home thing. I'll, I'll, I'll re-throw it to you, buddy. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it here. Oh, God, that's also bad as well. Points for, points against, and the differential. Minus is bad, right? That means you're getting outscored, right? Something like that, yeah. The Redskins have the highest negative point differential in the league. No primetime games. Four and a half wins. Biggest point differential negative. Either I'm delusional and I've got the whiff of springtime optimism, or these experts are in for a rude awakening. One of the two, or maybe something in between. Interesting. Uh, Redskins heavy dogs for 2020SI.com. There's the link right there. And you said, uh, 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 let's see. Oof. Browns minus nine against us? Batman video. Oof. Bop. Oof. Pow. Bam. Zap. <laughs> Series of season-long punches. Niners minus 14. That sounds about right. Sad to say. Uh, skins favored by a point and a half over the Panthers. We'll take it. Skins minus one and a half against the Bengals. 
We'll take it. Skins pick them against the Giants at home. Slight dog on the road. Bunch of other sixes, eights, tens, ten and a half, eleven, nine, blah, blah, blah. Well, we'll see you on the field. Let's go have ourselves a season, buddy, as you like to say. Indeed, let's go have ourselves a season. So, opener at home against Philadelphia, September 13, 1 o'clock. It's a loss. No, it's a win. Ah! Okay, 1 0. Scott, do you want to play along? Come on. Sure. Loss. The follow, by the way, I'm looking at the Redskins official team site. Can we not get a standardized template in which to display the schedule? Please. People love their graphics departments, my friend. You know they want to show it off. I'm, I'm using the nice and easy one to read at the top of the Washington Post sports section. No. Straight across. The, the schedule should be a list top to bottom. With all the pertinent information, including not just start time, of course, duh, but what network it's scheduled to be on and everything. Bing, bing, Fox, bing. Some teams one do better. Some teams do better at this than others. Uh, the Redskins' official schedule on their website is some sideways thing where you got to go across like that to read it. Sorry, and they Sorry. don't have the networks listed, which is also boo. Whatever. Okay, so, Eagles, I got a shocking win. Hope is running rampant. Week two at Arizona. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm going to say that is a loss. Skins are one and one. Loss, 0-2. Week three at the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield and company. I'm going to say that's a loss. They're one and two. Win one and two. All right. Fourth week, the purple tide invades. The Ravens at FedEx Field. How many fans will be in the stands? That's a good question. That is, I'm sorry, but a loss. It'll be an entertaining loss, though. And I think it's going to be one of the toughest games that Lamar Jackson plays. But the Redskins do not pull it out. Ravens win. One and three. A la NFL Films, when you visit FedEx Field, you will feel it Monday morning. They're going to lose that. They'll drop to one and three. Okay. We'll stop right there. we got the final 12 games coming up after the final DMV Sports Desk of this hour. Scott Lynn will get you up to date on all the latest happenings, and then we'll rip through the final 12 games before we do the birthday game, before the hour is out. You're listening to the Steve Zabin Show on the Team 9. The DMV Sports Desk on the Team 980 and 95.9 FM. This year, Radio 1 celebrates 40 years of informing, inspiring, and entertaining the community. The DC Lottery and the Team 980, 95.9 FM team up to give you a chance to win the exclusive 40th anniversary Radio 1 Scratcher with over $800,000 in cash and prizes. Keep it right here for your chance to win. I'm Scott Lynn with the latest. Caps have taken action following the Brendan Leipzig remarks that he described as misogynistic and reprehensible. They have placed the winger on unconditional waivers for purposes of terminating his contract. Joe Flacco 
Daniel still looking for a team, but he's out until early September per reports. Get offseason neck surgery. Again, free agent quarterback Joe Flacco. Mike Glennon, free agent no more. Quarterback per an NFL Network report. Signed by the Jacksonville Jaguars. NASCAR COVID crisis redone schedule has claimed races from Richmond, Sonoma, and Chicagoland. NASCAR says more calendar adjustments could be on the way. NHL cancels next season's international games. Plans have some visits to Finland, Czech Republic, as well as camps in Germany and Switzerland. This report a service of Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score. Checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. DMV weather, 57, raining in Silver Spring. Chance of rain rest of the evening. Turning cloudy late, then clearing overnight. Low 40s and dropping. Sunny, windy, only about 50 for your Saturday. Some sun, mid-60s for Mother's Day Sunday. Nobody's really sure what time it is these days, so make sure you are up with our man Kevin Sheehan. Six to nine weekday mornings. Monday through Friday, Doc and Galdi, 9 to noon. Be Mitch at noon. Zabe Show takes you home. 3 to 7 on the Team 980, 95.9 FM, or the Zabe Show on this Friday. We continue live from the 95.9 FM Team 980 studios. Zabe, back over to you. All right, we pick up our regularly scheduled win-loss, win-loss, win-win-loss of the Redskins schedule. One and three out of the gates. But I'm going to say there's going to be some entertaining battles along that one and three. Now, the question is, is there going to be pressure for a first-year head coach if they stumble out of the gate? I mean, it's not like we're going to fire him after one season. Not is there going to be guy. pressure on Dwayne after four games? I mean, the NFL is stupid in this regard. Every two-game losing streak is a crisis. It's also part of the appeals of the league. It's a very episodic and... Uh, drama-filled thing where it's week to week, and, oh, my God, are we ever going to win again? We lost two in a row. One and three out of the gate, so we go to week five, and we host the Los Angeles Rams and Sean McVay at FedEx Field. That's a loss. Sorry. Even though they beat him last time, the Rams will be in revenge mode one and four. I'm going to go with a win over the Rams. Ron gets right after a dicey first month. So, yes. Give me give me the Redskins, please. Remember, the Rams were a disappointment last year. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl hangover. Then week six at the New York Giants. We've had a lot of weird games at the Giants. We've won some. I think we've lost more, but still. All hail All the hail. New York Giants. New York I hate those bitches. I, this has to be a win. Two and four. Win, Giants. You, you smell that, Zabe? Actually, it's, it's not in my studio. It's a winning streak. They have now Whoa. won three or four, and they win at the Giants. Beat the Rams at home and the Giants on the road. That team is now three and three after a one and three start. Okay. I've got them at two and four. So you're now ahead of me. Week 7, Sunday 1 o'clock at home against the hated Blue Stars of Dallas. I'm calling that a win. How do you like me now? Redskins now 3-4. and four. They beat the Cowboys at FedEx Field. You want three in a row? I'll give you three in a row. This would be Motivation, four. 
and it's real. They are now four and three headed into the bye. <laughs> bye week comes after that, and then they come out of it Sunday, November eighth, one o'clock at home against the New York Giants again. This is the one team in division we should be able to sweep if we can sweep anybody because let's not kid ourselves. We're supposed to be amongst the worst teams in the league. I'll get another win right there, which takes me up to – what did I say my was at? So four and four now? I was three and four before? Okay, four and four, eight games in. I'll give you a fourth straight win. Ha-ha! <laughs> Making them five and three. I'll, spoiler alert. Keep your receipt. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is the first blush here. All yes. right. So at the halfway point, I'm four and four. Scott's five and three. We launch into week ten. Sunday, one o'clock at the Detroit Lions. They're gonna lose this game because they're gonna throw one clunker out that you just can't explain. This is that clunker. Boom, done. There it is. The hot streak continues. They win again. And now they are a six. Is this right? Six and three. Six One, and two, three, four, five, yeah, six, six and, and three. three. Got six after and three. A win at the Lions. You know, at six and three, there is going to be insane optimism. So mm-hmm. buckle up at that point if you're right. Things will be rocking. I've got them losing that game with just a clunker effort, which would knock them down to four and five. We go to week eleven. This against the Bengals and Joe Burrow at home. My God, this is the one soft spot on the shedge, one of two. They're going to win that game, and that brings them back to even Steven at 5-5. Five and five. Scott, keep piling yeah. on the wins. They're 7-3 and three now. Yes, sir. Guess who is 7-3? Your team is 7-3, and three, Zabe. That would set up at 7-3. and three. A Thanksgiving Day showdown with the dirty, dirty blue stars, the godless, soulless bastards of the deep southwest. At seven and three, I mean, can you imagine the anticipation on Thanksgiving Day? I don't see the Redskins winning on Thanksgiving. You know why? They're about one and thirty-nine on Thanksgiving Day, and the only time they win, how'd they ever win one, Scott? Uh, it's a miracle. They played at home against the Giants. Actually, two. They've got two wins on Thanksgiving because they had the one with Robert, right? I think that's the number. They don't fare well. They're not winning that game. Sorry, uh, Redskins lose, so that now knocks them back under five hundred. They are five and six at this point in Week Twelve, which is their eleventh game. What do you got, Mister Seven and Three? Loss at the Cowboys. I love oh. how you called it the nap window. That was funny. For me, it's more of the yeah. travel window because it's, can I watch the first quarter? Yeah, and then I'm going to listen to Larry on the call because we got to go to dinner. And it's about 45 minutes away. Well, you're going to get plenty of time to listen in the car. All right. Then there is December 6th, Sunday, 1 o'clock, at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, there's real hope that Sasquatch Yukon Cornelius, Mr. I'm-not-working-out, Big Ben, reconstructed Brett elbow. Kiesel's twin quarterback. Right, right. The, the guy who ate Brett Kiesel, that he's already out of the picture. Beat up, banged up, knocked around, not playing. They still can't beat the Steelers, even with Mason Rudolph. That's a loss right there. 
So that now makes them two games under at the 12-game mark. That would be a record of six, or no, of four and, wait a minute, I'm, I'm all confused. We've, they played 12 games, so if you got four, you got eight losses, I think. Now make them four games under. This is where we need Solly to keep track of this stuff. Yeah, I can only. I should have been keeping track of yours as well. My apologies. Boss, boss. Well, Quickly we jumping. Yes. All right. Bengals, Giants twice. That's three. Eagles on opening day. That's four. Yeah, they're four and eight. You've got them at seven and. Seven I have them at seven and four coming off the Cowboys game. I have them with a tough loss at the Steelers, and so that would seven make them and seven. seven and five. Yes. Oh, seven and five. Thank you. Yes. All right. I got them four and eight. You've got them seven and five. We mm-hmm. go to week number fourteen at San Francisco. This is Amen <laughs> Corner, by the way. At Dallas, at Pittsburgh, at San Francisco. Yeah, a tough three game stretch. Loss, four and nine. Scott. Loss, 7-6. and six. What goes up must come down. All right. Seattle, here. I'm going to say that's a win. Maybe that's just the dreamer in me. 5-9. and nine. Boom, winner. December 20th. That is the dreamer in you. They were 7-3 and three on November 22nd, headed into that game with the Dallas Cowboys in the middle of Thanksgiving afternoon. Seattle and Russell. Fist fight. But the road team wins. They are now seven and seven. Okay. Then we get to the Panthers. It's the Ron Rivera vindication game. Gets to beat the team that fired his ass mid-season last year. Uh, the Redskins win that game two days after Christmas. That lifts their record to seven and eight. There's a win here. It's a must-win for Ron. It's he circled it. Uh, they're eight so and they're seven. They're eight and seven. Yes, okay. headed into the finale. Brings us to the always unpredictable Week 17 matchup. Will it matter for either team? It doesn't look like it'll matter for the Redskins. The Eagles could be a totally different story. It's at Philadelphia. Book ending the season. Start it. Start at home against Philly. End at Philadelphia. I'm going to call that one a. Loss. Seven and nine. Loss as well. We'll take them to eight and eight. And people will wonder, but people will be very happy with an eight and eight season. Not with the way it law not not the way it ended, but the fact that they were able to win seven of ten after a, you know, one and four start. Not too shabby. Okay. All right. React on our thoughts here on the schedule. Uh what do we you get wrong? What do you see? Yeah, right. Are we being too optimistic given that the Vegas over-under is four and a half or maybe five wins max that uh, we've got them at seven and nine or eight and eight? 330-99-ZABE. You can hit us up on Twitter as well, at ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. Speaking of numbers, here's a number for you. How about an APR in the mid-twos? You can get it right now with Loan Pronto. Go to LoanPronto.com, refinance refinance your home uh, with a Loan Pronto loan and snag that fixed rate that is currently in a crazy spot, meaning down in the mid-twos. This is a rare opportunity. It won't last forever, so go and get after it now. Loan Pronto, 571-775-1810. It's all digital. No need to leave your home. No need to get out of your pajamas. Just do it all online. Give them a call. 
And once you're refined, you can go from a 30 to a 15 with maybe little or no change in your payment. You can get cash out as well. All of it available for you at LoanPronto.com. Call them today, 571-775-1810. Equal housing lender, NMLS 1661781, subject to lender approval. Not all loans apply. MMLConsumerAccess.org. Coming up, the birthday game. Who's celebrating today next? All right, here we go. Time for the birthday game brought to you by Pronto. Who is celebrating today, Mr. Walker? Okay, so first we have former NFL head coach Bill Cower. Carr. Bill Carr. Hall of Famer Bill Carr. Uh, Bill Carr is 58 years of age. He's across the 60 line. He's 61. He's 63. Ah, you did well, my friend. Next, we also have former NFL head coach Lovey Smith. Lovey. Hello, Lovey. Lovey is younger despite having at last check. That snowball beard. Last? Yes. Uh, Lovey. Lovey. Lovey's 57. You're going to say he had a massive heart attack? No, no, no. But massive beard. Massive white beard. Oh, beard. Okay. You cut yes, out yes, the yes. transmission. Sorry, Sorry buddy. Um, Lovey Smith is 58. He's 62. Oh. I sense another one. A trend here. So we're counting backwards. Jeff's painting the corner. 62. Strike one. 62. Strike two. Next coming back at 62, or is it a curveball at 31 or something? We just went 63-62. We'll, we'll see. Let's see. Next, we have former Cowboys running back Felix Jones. Felix oh, Jones yeah, is not Felix. 61, okay? He is not 61. Felix Jones, man, this is either going to be a really good guess or a really bad guess. Felix Jones is 41. He feels 38, but that means you subtract three for the running back rule. That means he's 35. He's 33. Wow. wow and mine younger. was a really bad guess. And last but not least, we have Kimba Walker. Kimba Walker's 29. I'm go 28. He's 30 years old. Save the okayest for last, but it still was a bad day. All right. Bunch of text messages here. Let me mop these up before the hour is out. Uh, from the 203, what I liked about your predictions, Abe, at 7 and 9, is the Skins actually go 4 and 2 in the division. Yeah, I got them sweeping the Giants and winning one against the Cowboys and the Eagles each. Ah, look, that sounds crazy. Uh, 970, both you guys are drunk, 3 and 13. Get the second pick in the draft and miss out once again on the top quarterback in ages in Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> okay. Two four zero. You say that that healthnetics drops you use, Abe, are THC free. You sure about that? The deeper into the schedule, the more worried I become. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt, Remember not my strong suit. You Ron does better later. He's like Randy Johnson. 
215. Zabe, how many quarterbacks start during the season for the Redskins? If it's more than two, it's 5-11. and 11. Not too good. Well, I mean, you tell me Alex is going to play a game? He's going to start a game? I mean, that's not that's not going to happen. Tell him that. He's not going to get cleared to play. I don't care how good he looks doing drills. You know, that reconstructed leg, even with the, the, the plate in it and the, the connector rod, that's still – it. The, 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 everything is weakened down there. It's not what it once was. They're not going to clear him to play. It's fine that he's driving and striving to play again, but no. So three quarterbacks is a disaster, and we've done that in recent vintage. Didn't we do four a couple years ago under Jay? I think we did, as a matter of fact. I believe no that fun. to be the case. No fun. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, Edge, my man, says if we're four and eight after the Steeler game, we should fold it up and tank to get to four and twelve to make sure we're in on the Lawrence sweepstakes. P.S. I have them at six and ten. By the way, and Edge is a big Redskin fan, and even yes, he's he got them at four and twelve. Yep, he's got the basement to prove it. 443, the beauty of the NFL is that right now here in May, nobody knows Squadoosh. But you keep Same playing the Sheehan radio bit of what if. Well, yeah. That's what we do, for God's sakes, of course. Worst part of watching the Skins lose between 11 and 14 games is having to listen to Fox or CBS's D announcer crews with trainee on their hats. <laughs> yeah, not good. Four four three, Xavier Delusional, three and thirteen. All right. Another one from the four four three. Prime time five prime time games for the Patriots. I guess hand job Bob has still got some pull if what? you know what, what I whoa, 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 whoa. Mean. I don't know if that's his nickname. By the way, that case has also been postponed. That because of the pandemic, they may never get to old Robert Kraft's case. At the Orchids of Asia. That's absolutely <laughs> terrible. 414, I kind of think the Patriots have confidence in their systems and ability to win without a without a uh, face QB, Bill in Boston. They face Bill in Boston. Jerry Krause, the late, said the same thing about the Patriots this season. Yeah, Jerry Krause indeed. We'll see. We'll see about their faith and their system and the Patriot way and do your job. He's a Next good man up. Sure. There's, you know, they have a good defense. Still, I, I, I want to see more of Stidham. We don't know. 703, great schedule for ESPN, Zabe. Now, if only they could get some, you know, good announcers to go well, with. That was a cheap shot. Uh, yeah, now that the schedule is out, next week we're all going to be like, uh, nook, nook. ESPN, what's your plan? I think it's obvious. It's a combination. It's an Orlovsky and um, Lewis Riddick combo deal. Who's on the I call? I bet you your boy, probably Tess. God, man, it can't be. I know. Well, you I heard like who Lewis. was it that said like that Tess is liked. I know. Is that Al Rand who said that? Uh, I think it was John. Yes, he mentioned Tess, and yeah. and John doesn't seem like a Tess guy either. He's certainly not overly negative about him, but he did mock him when he was here. Adam Amin left the four letter today for Fox, on to, to bigger and better. Play by play guy. I have did no idea who that is. is. Yeah. See if I can punch yeah. up uh, something for him. I saw the story, and they're like, "Ooh, big, 
Big move. And I'm like, Adam Amin. All right. Uh, <laughs> this one, Dr. Mike in Jacksonville. He says, <laughs> um, my wife has been making me watch Belgravia on Amazon streaming prime. It's Downton Abbey without all the action. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Downton Abbey doesn't have action. <laughs> Belgravia. Adam Amin's Abe's been calling the uh, women's final four for at least the past couple. But, yeah, he's the yeah. one that did the, uh, uh, what's the young lady's name from Notre Dame, Marike Agunbawale, that great call when they had him, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Rebecca okay. and Kara okay. on the call. Good. Yes, Amin does a solid job. Good for him. Good for him. Yep. I just didn't think it was huge news. Uh, <laughs> uh Dr. Mike also says, Belgravia, it makes my Sunday evening boring, but it does help me fall asleep, so I'm well-rested for work. Uh, and I know you can't force it. Went to a microbrewery. I'm here in Florida with my family on Wednesday. It was glorious. Stay strong. P.S. I don't see eight wins from my Browns or your skins. Just say. Wow. Okay. All right. Best of our coming up next. If uh, you're not with us for that, have yourself a Cracker Jack Mother's Day weekend. Do something nice for your mom and uh, be safe about it and be comfortable with everybody's preferences regarding, you know, what we're going through. Thanks to Mr. Walker. He's done a great job uh, for several weeks now, and he's really fitting in nicely. We appreciate all that. And AJ doing a great job booking guests as well. Have a great weekend, folks, and we will see you Monday. Monday.